0: a lifetime of indoctrination so busy fighting with each other that we never look up and realize we're getting fucked we are the only one in the universe that has free will we are born free and we will stay free what's up guys welcome back to free will this is tony scardino last week we went over the concept of free will we talked about the nature of human existence and how us as energy manifests the world. We explore the idea that our lives are not merely random occurrences, but rather result of a plan. This plan is rooted in the concept of maya, which is the illusion of the self. And also we skimmed over the concept of samadhi, which is the process of removing the mask of the ego. I talked about how our DNA is a hard drive and how there must be an intelligence and a creator behind it because matter cannot produce new information, only existing. And we talked about the relationship between that with evolution. And I went over the law of three, which holds that energy has a positive, negative, and a neutral, along with how I am, symbolized by the cross, serves as a manifestation in the present moment, Thus, providing a basis for free will. So, this week, I want to dive a little bit more deeper into that concept that I talked about, Samadhi. So, going off of what I said, that this was a plan to come here, when you come here, you clearly forget that you made the plan. This is one of the biggest tests and the purpose of coming onto Earth, because on Earth, we come here and we forget who we are. It is maya the illusion of the self then last week we went into how we have these conditioned techniques where we are shaped by our society and culture and then we have the ego construct and again from last week samadhi is when you don't believe that you are the mask which is the ego meaning maya and samadhi is awakening from the dream state of your character in the play of life So, we come to Earth, and it's this movie, and you're this character in this movie, and you planned it, you have a role, and Samadhi is realizing that you are not that character. You are not a part of the ego. There is a separation. Let's go into it. We're going to talk about the allegory of Plato's cave to explain this further. Plato, a well-known philosopher wrote the allegory of Plato's cave in book seven of The Republic. Remember, Plato is Socrates' student. Socrates was basically exiled and sentenced to death for having different beliefs and for his teachings. And Plato's cave has been a major piece of work ever since. To quote Plato, he said, life is like being chained up in a cave forced to watch shadows flitting across a stone wall. So story of Plato's cave. We're going to skim by it. It was a story, an allegory, so this is a story where prisoners were chained up, forced to look at a stone wall. There was a fire behind them, and the flame was allowing for the prisoners to be able to see shadows of various objects, people, animals, etc. One prisoner was freed randomly, and at first the sun hurt his eyes. And he couldn't believe that the objects outside were real because he was so used to only seeing shadows. Gradually over time, his eyes were adjusting and he was able to see reflections. Then finally, even though he was told not to, he was able to look at the sun, which is the ultimate source of light. The prisoner then returns to share all of his knowledge to the other prisoners and suddenly he was no longer used to the darkness and had a hard time seeing the shadows on the wall. But the other prisoners think that the journey made the freed prisoner dumb and then they violently resist any attempt to be freed. So. This is what Plato then explained to say that this is what it's like being a philosopher trying to educate the public. And of course, like I said prior, Socrates, he was killed for doing so. Real quick, the symbolism in this story, of course, prisoners chained, forced to look at a wall. So what are the chains? We talk about the matrix are conditioned Societal and cultural and environmental impacts that create the ego. When the prisoner is freed, the sun hurts his eyes. That is because when you have a new idea that counters everything that you've previously known, people have a hard time getting accustomed to that new information and to being open to the new light. So you need to gradually come into it. That's why he was able to then see reflections. And then the sun was the ultimate source of light. What have I talked about in almost every episode? The sun is the ultimate source of energy. We are energy. The sun feeds us and lets us generate energy to manifest. Okay, the prisoner comes back and everyone thinks he's dumb and resist. They violently resist. That's super symbolic. I think we've all seen how when you try to tell someone something that's of new information, they get defensive. That's because most people are not just comfortable with being ignorant, but they're hostile to anybody that points it out. The symbolism of Plato's cave is you have the free will to choose. Do you want to see the light or the shadows? So the prisoners, even though they kept being told about the light, they never escaped. That represents humanity today. People are unwilling to leave what is familiar. They're unwilling to be open to new knowledge that is unfamiliar. And the question is, are you willing to leave the cave? Are you willing to leave all that you have known to find the truth of who you are? So when you're so used to the darkness, you must gradually come to the light. What's the cave? What do you mean where prisoners were chained up? The prison is an illusion. The matrix is the machine that controls you. But what we have to understand is the machine controlling you is you. So adding into how we are the creators. We have all of these little bosses in our mind, right? All with endless desires. One little boss desires food, one desires intimacy, one desires clothes, one desires money, but you will never be satisfied because no matter how much you get, you will always have these little bosses desiring things. The path to freedom is not self-improvement, is not satisfying the agenda, Although those are great things to do, why we're here, and how we're going to feed information, have this character role in this play, but the path to freedom is dropping the self's agenda altogether. So realizing what your ego is and having that separation. Why do you want to do this? Because we spend our lives decorating our prisons. Going back to what I said, the prison is an illusion. So in this game of life, you're in this prison. You're controlled by these circumstances. You have this ego. You have these desires, these little bosses telling you this is what you want. This is what you want. This is how you want to look like. This is what you want to portray to the world. This, this, that, that. But samadhi is realizing that. It is realizing that that prison, the matrix, is an illusion and that you're controlling it all. If you are identified with the illusory self, you are asleep. So if you completely identify as yourself, as your ego, with the physical and everything that you need is physical, you are asleep. Once you are aware of the prisons, once we have all this talk of the matrix and control and you're aware and we start bringing light to being aware of what's going on in the world, once you're aware of the prison, If you fight to get out of the illusion, you're treating the prison as if it's real, which means you're still asleep, but it then becomes a nightmare. Samadhi is awakening from the egoic construct and getting rid of the identification. It is dying before you die. So when we have this concept of an ego death, it is realizing the divine game of Leela. The divine game of Leela is no matrix, no mind, and enjoying the movie. So then when we talk about the importance of living in the present moment, enjoying the movie, you plans this movie, you created the movie, living in the present and being able to manifest in the present with your heart and following your intuition, separating yourself from the ego, from the desires, will lead you to happiness. That's why they say dying before you die. So in an easier way to understand, when I came to this knowledge and this information, the way it helped me was because there was a point in my life where I was super invested in what was going on in the world and super invested in politics and waking up every day and looking at news articles and being so invested in all of the evil that was going on in the world. And basically I was in that second stage of I was aware of the prison and I was fighting to get out of it. And it became a nightmare. When I came to these concepts, concept of samadhi, it was realizing that I have control of my own life and I can form what reality I want to form. And when you look at major events, that are catastrophic, let's say a war or a political leader being elected, there's always the positive and the negative. One event could be terrible to one or a blessing to the other. So for example, our last political election, one event could be a blessing to one group of people and terrible to the other therefore external circumstances don't have to affect your world because if with anything that ever happens we talk about energy there's always a positive a negative and a neutral so with anything that happens even though you view it as negative there's always a positive and a neutral So when you exclude those external circumstances and you release the identification of being in groups, of being in separation, talked about how energy creates polarity in order to unify, we need to separate. So we have separation going on in our world. We have different groups and races and religions and cultures and teams that we support and politics. What the ego does is it claims one of those groups as its own and it identifies with it. And in reality, we have these different groups. So then that means people think different. So the egoic minds, everyone's individual consciousness that identifies with these individual egoic minds, they're going to think different and we're going to have separation. This is the process of energy. Our consciousnesses are in different dimensions occupying the same world. You don't fight for peace or try to conquer nature. You simply recognize the truth of it. And this is what's going to help stimulate your own reality. Positive and negative. In our world, we have never before have had access to so much knowledge. Think about it. We've never had access to so much knowledge. It's incredible. The things we can do and learn, that's the positive. The negative is we've never been so limited and ignorant of who we are and how to live. We don't understand the mechanism in which we create suffering. So we have the positive and the negative. And with that, we can create balance in order to learn and pass this test on earth. Last example, I'm going to go over to explain samadhi which by the way, Samadhi is also another video, three hours packed in, shout out to that. And that is Descartes. Descartes is, I think, therefore I am. We have talked about this on Free Will with one of my guests. I think, therefore I am. But there was an error in Descartes' philosophy. Like the error, similar to humanity. And that was equating the fundamental being with thinking. I talked about how we are the observer of our thoughts. We're not our thoughts. We're the observer of our movie. Descartes says one must doubt everything. Likewise, Buddha said one must doubt all teachings, traditions, etc. Both of them were correct in having skepticism and having doubt. But the difference between the two was Descartes stopped at the level of thinking when Buddha went beyond thinking and went beyond the deepest levels of mind. Descartes explained that we're under this veil of illusion with an evil demon or devil keeping us under it, which is the matrix which is being in the nightmare, while Buddha went further explaining how you are that and how you can disidentify with the egoic structure. Again, with the matrix, the machine controlling you is you. To finish off with my personal experience about using that when I was so invested in all of the evil going on in the world, when I started realizing these concepts and awakening from this and realizing that there's a positive and a negative and understanding how our energy works, And realizing how we manifest in these realities and how our control is ourselves, it led me to a a peace, a peace of mind. Because in reality, I can't control external circumstances. So you shouldn't let external circumstances control you. Because remember, you're the observer of your thoughts. An author, Robin Sharma, quoted, The mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master so use your mind to your advantage but don't let it control you because you control it and by letting it control you you are letting it we're gonna end it off there (laughs) so yeah samadhi we're gonna talk about it a lot and we're gonna reference it a lot going back to plato's cave do you want to choose to look at the light or continue to look at the shadows we're gonna end it off there this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like, comment, rate, subscribe. You can find me on all platforms at official Tony Scardino. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of the week and I'll catch you guys next time. All right. God save the queen, man.